Greetings. Welcome to Space Court. As I understand it, um, Luminary Parenting targets but is not limited to offering astrological guidance and coaching for parents and children. Would you say that's accurate or is there anything else you would add to that? I think that's accurate. That's really where my heart lies. You know, I'm a mom myself and so I love working with parents and helping them to understand the soul path their child came to walk this lifetime. There's a lot of allowing and acceptance that can happen when you understand like this is who they've come to be and they have Mm. important gifts to impart and here's how you can support them and here's where they may drive you crazy or here's where you might they might have some challenges and here's some ways you can support them. So I love working with both the mom and the child. Mm. And I really think it's my passion lies in equally not only supporting the child, I used not only am I a mom, I used to be an elementary school teacher, but supporting the child and doing their thing without so much adult interference and interjection with our own stuff, but then also really supporting the mom in the path that she's here to walk. Because when we become moms, you know, our life literally just transforms into something else and it's beautiful, but we can kind of get lost in that process. You know, that's where my passion lies. And I also do readings for just anybody. I have a lot of teachers that actually follow me on Instagram and just people that want to understand what's happening in the sky. And because I was an elementary school teacher, I can just say it in a way that people get, you know, it's mm-hmm. really simple, basic. And I even handwrite my post, you know, like I used to do when I was a teacher. That's what I'm passionate about. But yeah, I just do astrology readings. I'm passionate about the moon. You know, that's what I write about every day. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Space cord, space cord. Space cord. We invite you to join us as we learn about how astrology can be beneficial for parents and children, and the significance of birth moon phases. It would be helpful for you to know your personal natal moon phase before continuing on this voyage. We encourage you to pause this episode and look up your natal moon phase by searching in Google. Natal moon phase calculator. We would like to introduce you to a true moon lunatic. Rachel Villaverde. Cancer Sun. Cancer Moon. Gemini Rising. I'm a big fan of Luminary Parenting's Instagram posts. I love that they're handwritten. Whether you're a parent or a child, you know, as you're saying now that you're telling me, you know, you used to be an elementary school teacher, they are so accessible. It's four to six sentence summaries of what's happening with the moon and very thoughtful, um, super concise. That's kind of what drew me to you. And just kind of the more that I was finding out, I was, I was very, very happy to be connecting with you and just to have an opportunity to share your story and some of the knowledge that you have. How do you create your Instagram posts? Yeah, that's a good question. I I am a Capricorn, <laughs> and so I am a planner, and they're done ahead of time. Um, but if I were more uh, spontaneous, like a fire sign, I might do them that day mm-hmm. and just have fun, you know, that day. But what I do is just I set aside a whole a whole work day. We would like to introduce you to the creator of Luminary Parenting, Tara Vogel.
Capricorn Sun, Libra Moon, Pisces Rising. And I just kind of look at the week and I tap in and I say, just show me, let me be the mouthpiece for what people need to know today. What's the important mm. thing? Today in the sky, again, this is being dated like Mars and Saturn are really working together. Please make note, this was recorded on a different date than it was published. Visit Instagram account, at Luminary Parenting, for the most current moon forecast. And it's Mars and Saturn, so we'll feel that. So that's in there when I write the forecast for today, tomorrow, and the next day, because we'll feel it for about three days, mm -hmm. along with the moon sign. And I also take into account what the sign the sun is in, because it's like a month-long influence. That masculine interacts with the feminine in all different ways. Like every two and a half days, it's that masculine energy is now interacting with a new lunar energy. And so how does that show up? It shifts every day, you know, depending where the sun is and the moon is. So, so many things to consider. That's why, I mean, I really do appreciate your posts. And, you know, one thing on Space Court that I have as a constant is a platform for people to share their gifts. This is clearly a gift of yours to be able to summarize all that's happening in the cosmos. And again, a very digestible, accessible kind of snapshot of, hey, this is what you can look for today in how you are feeling and be aware of that. And you do it every day. So it's extremely helpful. And what a gift that you give to oh, everyone. Thank you. I love to serve in that way. I love to be consistent with things. And we're all here to kind of do something unique. If you look at your astrology chart, it's, you know, what rules your 10th house? Like, what am I to do with my existence? And Sagittarius rules my 10th house. So it's like, you know, there's this getting people to see the big picture mm -hmm. illumination that mm -hmm. I'm here to do. A lot of times point out, well, this shadowy stuff could show up too. And you just have to roll with it because it's par for the course of the day. Mm -hmm. But in general, I like to be like these this is the energy available today. How will you rise to it? Mm. Um, and you can always sink down and there's no judgment in that because we all do that. I really want to get into birth moon phases with you and I'm super excited to talk about that. But before, yeah. I really would love for you to share a little bit more of your personal story and how astrology came into your life because I was extremely inspired by that. So Aww. if you don't mind sharing a little bit of that, I think that would be great for the listeners. If we rewind to back in the early days when I became a mom, I had a three and a half year old son and I, my daughter was born. And in the beginning of her life, she just seemed like an extremely fussy, irritable child that first month or so. But then we really started to notice some things weren't quite right. Like she really had difficulty nursing and life got really hard for all of us. And eventually, you know, she had her first diagnosis with developmental delays, and then it was apraxia, and then it turned into cerebral palsy over the years. But we just knew that she was really struggling. And I, being a mom on a mission, being a Capricorn, my son in the 10th house, I just took it upon myself that she was my job and I needed to fix her because there was something wrong. And so I tried every mainstream and holistic alternative therapy out there. And I really burned myself out. My son became very independent because he needed to be. And my marriage was really hard. And then we eventually moved to a Waldorf school for special needs kids, which is in Pennsylvania. That's where we are now. And once she started school, which felt right, because Waldorf has a philosophy of really honoring where the child is. And no matter 
how they're presenting themselves down here on the earth. It's all perfect in the bigger plan of the soul. So mm. I knew that she was here doing it differently in this lifetime, but I still really wanted her to be fixed and normal. So there was somebody we were having, you know, lunch one day with a bunch of moms and somebody said, have you ever had Eva's birth chart read? And she was five at the time. And I said, what is like their astrology chart? You know, and that was kind of my, my doorway into astrology. Like I knew I was a Capricorn, she was a Pisces, and, but that was about it. And I had her chart read. In honor of Terra's Pisces rising and her daughter's Pisces sun, we have published this episode, Bring the Pisces Season. Happy birthday, Eva. We hope you have a wonderful celebration. Thank you for existing. A natal chart is basically a map of where all the planets were on the time, place, and date you were born. So that's what he was looking at for this reading. And I thought, how is this person knowing all this about her? Mm. How is he describing her to a T? Mm-hmm. And that's really what had me dive in to just learning everything I could. My Capricorn really shone through and I just took it upon myself to passionately study astrology. I learned everything I could. I took classes and, um, and eventually I did a certification program. And now I actually teach astrology for my teacher, Deborah Silverman. Um, yeah. And now I serve other moms who are just really stuck with their kids. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what to do. There could be a problem, like some kind of diagnosis. I work with a lot of those moms who have those mm-hmm. children, but it can just be a child that pushes your buttons mm-hmm. and it's really challenging. And so I just kind of illuminate kind of the bigger picture of what's going on and what their soul came to do. So yeah, but having Eva's chart read really was the gateway mm-hmm. drug into astrology and doing you know what I do now. It's amazing. I love how powerful that is as a personal experience and story and you know often people associate astrology just with their sun sign or with their lovers or that kind of relationship so I love that you are specializing in parent-child relationships and I think it's really important to understand how vast the use of astrology and specifically the natal chart can help people on their personal paths or in family. And so I I was really impacted by your story. So I do not have children. I'm a very proud aunt of six Mm -hmm. little ones. You know, with regards to natal charts, you were saying that when you went to see an astrologer for your daughter, she was five years old. Is there a certain age that the chart is more accurate or less accurate or is it always the same? Yeah, that's a good question. I do readings for all different age children, even, you know, moms of teenagers who are like, please help. I I need some guidance here with this one. I have a teenager too. Yeah. It's helpful to know what transits, you know, he's going through so I can kind of support him and that those changes that are wanting to unfold. That's actually something we haven't talked about. Like in a natal reading, you'll find out who they've come to be in this lifetime. And that doesn't really change. It grows and evolves, but the Mm blueprint stays the same, but then the planets are always moving in the sky and they touch in with those sensitive points. So we do grow and change, but what I was saying with my teenager, it's helpful to know his transits so I can kind of support him in the change that's wanting to unfold. But to answer your question, yeah, I mean, the way it would look is if you have, you know, a newborn or, you know, a child that's still an infant, and I do a reading for them, you're going to just be more passive. You're going to say, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. Okay, I'll watch out for that. Or 
I can think about that. But if the child is like two or three, four, you know, you're going to start when I'm telling you this is your child, you're going to say, <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Oh, yes, he's exactly like that. So it'll just resonate with you more. But I don't think one is better or worse. I do have this, you know, it's just like an own personal belief that I love just holding the container of infancy and young childhood in like a sacredness. Like mm. let them kind of just be like my concern about doing readings for like newborns is that the parent then thinks there's, right. oh, well, Tara said that, you know, they're really um, not, I don't know, like d- don't have a lot of fire in their chart. So therefore right. I should really motivate them. And it's like, right. no, they just need to be kind of in their own little cocoon world still, you know? So yeah. um, I guess I do have a preference. It's just to waiting. Like I said, just waiting, give them a little just space to kind of land a little on the earth. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that also affirms what you were saying earlier with regards to, you know, allow people to be or children to be who they are and kind of take uh, our labels and all of the things that we want to kind of control and put on kids and ourselves, you know, I think the the more that we can be more open to allowing what is. Allowing is just a beautiful way to describe why I feel passionate about doing readings for moms, because I just want them to allow the unfolding Mm. to happen and let them just be, especially with the children that are coming through now. They need to really step up and kind of clean up a lot of what's going on in the world. And we've created it. It's the adults that have created it. And so they just kind of need to come and do their work. They don't need us saying, well, you know, they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be the guide on the side and come in at different phases. I mean, there's a lot of books that I recommend to parents in this way of like definitely stepping in and being an active parent, but not controlling the process, like really based on a lot of Waldorf and anthroposophical mm-hmm. methods of parenting, not to the schooling. But yeah, so just letting them be. And like you said, allowing is just Mm. such a gift. It's really important for the collective right now that they just do what they need to do. Mm. They come to do, you know, you have a lot of knowledge on the moon. And there's so many things and directions we could take a moon conversation. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, I was specifically hoping to talk about birth moon phases with you but it's probably important to touch on there are different moons, right? There's the current moon, there's your natal moon, there's a progressed moon. There are many, many moons. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. And I have a passion for them all because, right, a lot of people just, some people really discredit astrology because they say, well, nothing fits. When I read my, what's a Leo, nothing fits for me. Mm. And it's like, you know, there could be a lot of other things going on in your chart. The way that I do astrology is the moon is as important as the sun. It's our feminine. Mm. It's the yin. It's the receptive part. And we also have a male part and that's our sun and our doing part and our yang part. So it's just as important, but a lot of people don't know it. You need to go to like astro.com and enter your birth information to find even what sign your moon was in because it changes every two and a half days in the sky. Mm. So there's your natal moon. It's in a sign. It's (laughs) in a house. And some astrologers don't put much emphasis on the phase, but for me, I'm always looking at the moon phase that someone was born under because it really sets the backdrop for their emotional life, for their feminine to come through, for that receptive body and our feeling life. So there's the sign house and phase of the natal. In particular, the houses change every two hours day to day. So we go through all the houses in a 24 hour period. Mm. But I'm really like in my post, I'm looking at the sign right. and what phase are we in? Mm. Because we really feel that phase. So there's the birth 
And then there's the, the present time. And I write about the present time every day because our present current transits, you know, whatever sign the moon is in, it plays the background music of the day. It sets mm. the tone. So it's good to kind of align with that. It makes life easier. And particularly the way I write it is it makes being a mom easier because mm. kids are so connected to the moon. It's like their body is more water than adults. So of course, they're going to feel the influence of the moon more. You know, we know how the moons affect the tides of Mother Earth. So, you know, of course the kids are going to be more effective. So it helps you navigate your day to day when you look at the transits, but then it also helps you navigate your lifetime when you look at your sun, house, and phase. Mm -hmm. If you Google moon phase calculator, I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure that it will come up. You can just put in your birthday, may ask you for your time, but maybe not. And then it'll just pull up what phase you were born under. And it's mostly right, but there can be some nuances that I would pay attention to that might have some significance to the person in a reading that mm -hmm. an you know, astrologer would pay attention to. I like to keep things very simple. Mm -hmm. I pay most attention to when someone is born under a new moon, a first quarter moon, full moon, last quarter, and balsamic. Mm. And then I also will pay attention to if they were born in like the waxing and the waning phase. Am I born when the moon's light is growing or when it's getting smaller? Because we feel that the one is the male and the other is the female, the in-breath and the out-breath. So just knowing if you were born under a waxing moon or a waning moon can be helpful. For you, you were born in a waning crescent moon, which technically is like the balsamic moon, which is the end of the moon phase. Mm -hmm. What the person would find interesting is that you need your quiet time. Like mm -hmm. you really need your inner space to reflect and kind of get away from it all. And it's a very intuitive placement to be born in the balsamic moon. You're very sensitive. You're very psychic. So that's the important thing that I want to communicate to somebody in a reading, not like the technicality. Well, you're kind of bored in this phase, but <laughs> you just want to know, like, how do I feel it? What does it mean for my mm -hmm. life? <laughs> right. People want to know what does it mean? Why is this significant? And how can I work with it? I mean, because they all mm -hmm. have their unique challenges. Every sign in the zodiac has a high road and low road. Mm -hmm. And we go back and forth between both. And it's the same with every moon phase. I also wanted to say, you know, your moon sign is really your underlying mood. It's your needs. It describes how you're responding to life. So knowing your sign is important, knowing your house is important because the house that your natal moon is in will tell what area of life you're going to kind of be like emotionally wrapped up in or emotionally preoccupied with. It's going to be where your soul really came to develop and play and feel and, you know, all of that stuff. It's equally as important as your natal moon sign. And then the phase is like the backdrop of it all. So it's really important to take all three sign house phase, but mm -hmm. I can be happy to go over the phases right now. Mm -hmm. And again, these are my calculations. And if you are using the moon phase calculator, they might have like different, everybody, every astrologer kind of mm -hmm. uses generally around the same, but whatever they find works right. for them. So the new moon phase, zero to 45 degrees after the new moon, zero degrees is the new moon. And then mm -hmm. it's up to 45 degrees after that. Sure. But this is like a young person, like bursting forth, enthusiastic. They're so excited. They're new here, right? Stephen Forrest writes a lot about the moon phases as an indicator of soul evolution, but they're brand new and they have this strong self-orientation. It's like kind of like about them. And 
these people have something like really special because they just came from the other side. So there's a spark to them. There's a warmth. And we kind of generally feel like, oh, and so the shadow of that can be that they're in the dark. So they might be a little naive or just say, oh, yep, I can do that. But they can't. The way they learn is by trying and saying, well, that didn't work. And then trying again. But if you are born under a new moon, you know, just breathing and grounding and slowing down because there is an exuberance and excitement about you. Okay. So the next is the waxing crescent. So that's the crescent, you know, the sliver and it grows and it's a waxing crescent. So it's getting bigger. So again, anytime we're in the waxing phase, there's a masculine energy, there's a push, there's a expansion. And in each phase, in the waxing phase, in the waning phase, we do have masculine, feminine, masculine, feminine. We do have the in-breaths and out-breaths throughout that masculine phase, but that's too technical to get into. If you were born under a waxing crescent, it would be 45 degrees to 90 degrees. And it's just really a more grounded and more mature version of that first phase that I just described. It's a little bit like a teenager. They want what they want and they want it now and they're determined to get it. And these people really take risks. You know, their goal is to really have confidence in themselves. You know, those teenagers who can kind of feel like, you know, they're screwing up or they're not sure about themselves. It's really the goal, like the soul's intent of that moon phase. So it's helpful for them to have like a passion or something to work towards. It can be anything. It's something social or with the family or, you know, it's good for them to have a focus. And then we come to the first quarter moon, which is, that's what we really feel. That's 90 degrees to 135 degrees. And that's a person, when I see somebody born, under a first quarter moon. So that's a 90 degree angle. That's when we feel it the most. Somebody who's really a problem solver. If you're born under a first quarter moon, you're faced with challenges in this life, but you know how to overcome them. You have like this natural fight in you. It's like when there's a crisis, you know, when there's a problem, people will look to you like, well, this person will figure it out. They're a survivor. Those first quarter moons and the last quarter moon and the um, full moon, I really always bring those up in readings and the balsamic and new moons. Those are the ones people really feel because they need an understanding of like, wow, why does it feel like everybody else has an easier life than me? But you're built for challenges. And so your soul said, let me come and explore my masculine part and my feminine part and how they can work together because they're fighting inside. That's really what's happening. You know, when we're at a first quarter moon, last quarter moon, even a full moon, that male and female are just kind of at a hard angle challenging each other. And then we have like the waxing gibbous, which is right before the full moon. That's like 135 to 180. And these people just, they have a lot of energy. It's like the nesting phase when you're pregnant and you're in, like, you need to get everything in order, the whole house in order. And there's a lot of energy and it's fun. And Hey, can you help me with this? I'm like, I need this for the baby. Do you have this? So the baby could come anytime. Like you feel the excitement of something big coming, like the big reveal or the birth. These people just, yeah, they're just a collaborator. And then there's the full moon, which we all know because we look up and we see that big fat moon in the sky. Mm -hmm. And the way that I describe it to people in readings is that you need to be seen in life. Like when we walk outside and we're like, oh, look at the moon. That's who you're meant to be in this life. That's who you've come to be. There are a lot of celebrities that are born under full moons, people mm. that are really successful, like YouTubers. Gosh, I, was, I work with somebody right now. She's a very successful YouTuber. Her full moon is exact. <laughs> And so there's no hiding, you know, when you're born under a full moon, Um, there's a lot of radiance. And because the moon and sun are 180 degrees apart, that's opposite. That's a polarity. You're really here in this lifetime to kind of rectify two things that feel completely different and find common ground. So you'll deal 
with polarities a lot, paradoxes, relationships. You're definitely here to do relationship if you're born under a full moon. These people need a lot of self-expression. Right after that, it's called the waning gibbous. It's 135 degrees to 90 degrees. Again, we're now in the waning phase. So the light is growing smaller. When the light grows smaller, our energy gets smaller. Our energy, our life force gets less intense. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the waxing phase, that's a really good time to like do stuff and get stuff done. And that's what I always talk about in my post. You know, with the waning gibbous, there's still a lot of light in the sky, but we're getting smaller now. So there's a vibration of teaching and sharing. And these are the people that are lifelong learners and they're shamans, they're counselors, they're helping other people. And with the waning phase, we really have less of a focus on ourselves, which is more in the waxing phase and more of a focus on the other and keeping things in perspective, like what really matters in life. And then we get to the last quarter where the sun and the moon are again at 90 degrees. We really feel that. And this is like a releasing and letting go. Again, this is a challenge. These are the people that other people will look to like, I need some wisdom. And mm -hmm. this person, you know, being a natal, let's say if they were born, like I was born at a last quarter moon, I'm a coach. Like I help people illuminate the bigger picture. Like I bring wisdom into their struggle. That's like very last quarter moon. You know, then it gets to be that the, there's not a lot of light in the sky and there's just this little sliver. This is what you were born at a waning crescent, but I lump that into the balsamic moon. If you were born in the balsamic moon, you don't have so much, even if you were double Aries, you know, you don't have a ton of energy. There's more of an introspective gesture. You're not so materialistic, like you don't care about physical things because you have a big perspective on the whole cycle of life. And, you know, some especially evolutionary astrologers would say people that are born under the balsamic phase, they're finishing things up on a soul level. So they don't get caught up in like the drama stuff. Mm. These people are super psychic and very sensitive and life can feel a lot for them, like a little harsh. You know, when you described where you lived on the planet, I thought, well, how perfect for you. <laughs> so you really need to be gentle with yourself. You're a gentle person, but being gentle with yourself and yeah, you do have a body on the earth and we have to be really gentle with it. These are the kind of the people that like, if there was a spaceship that landed and said, hey, does anybody want to go off the planet? <laughs> these people would be on first I saying, can't wait to go to Mars. Really I can't wait to go to here. Mars. <laughs> yeah. Right. This world is harsh, but they're finishing up some things on a soul karma. And they're the people that you want to go to that hold wisdom. Wow. Are they intuitive? So that was a really quick version of all the natal moon phases. I hope that was helpful. Yeah. I mean, the natal phase that you're born under, you can kind of think of it, it's just automatic. It's very instinctual. That's why if you just know your sign and house, there's just another layer that just adds depth to that. So it's just kind of who we'll always be in this lifetime. Um, so it's good to get to know that, right? Because we're on a journey to get to know ourselves. That's what can really help our consciousness now. Yes, we're here to collaborate, but there's really a, a diving into ourselves that helps our evolution as a soul. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for oh, sharing all of your knowledge and insight. And I'm very happy to promote and help get your message out because I do believe mm -hmm. that you are very gifted at what you do. And so much of that is kind of just as you were saying, coaching people and helping people discover more about themselves um, through the cosmos. And I think it's a very helpful tool in this life. So the more people that can have access to it, I think better off we all are. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on. This is fun. 
Space Court, Space Court. We encourage you to follow Instagram account at Luminary Parenting. Also, visit www.terravogel.com for more of her offerings. This information is also provided in the written description of this episode. Thank you for sharing your time with us. Sharing is daring.